Reconnecting faith to the marketplace. Community problems can only be truly solved by adding faith. Now local leaders come together to solve tough problems while advancing the kingdom on Good News Talk. Living down, there's a lot of us been pushed around. Red, yellow, black, white, and brown, with a tear on their own. Oh, can't you see why you're picking on society? Now, here's your host, Mike Hennessy. And good day. This is Mike Hennessy. Welcome to Good News Talk, where we're reconnecting faith to the marketplace. Solving the chronic cultural problems we face requires mind, body, and spirit, or faith. The world tries to solve problems without faith, and they're only treating the symptoms, never addressing the root causes. And today we're connecting faith to local politics, as we often do. A little early this year, but we got lots to talk about. It's never too early to talk about politics. It's never, or, or taxes or death. That's right. That's right. Amen. <laughs> I'm here in studio with my good friend, Pat Riley. He's the chairman of the Monroe County Republican Party. And he brought with him a fresh face to the little local, local political scene, Kimberly DeRosa, running for the New York State Assembly District 135. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for throwing your hat in the ring. Thank you. I've we're, been hearing that a lot. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hear from more from Kimberly a little bit in the second segment. But I wanted to get some big picture stuff with with Pat and uh, have him talk about you know the slate going forward for November twenty four. You know, so Pat, other than having Kimberly, we're blessed to have her. We're going to get those suburban moms back. She's going to go out and lasso all them back in mm-hmm. for us into That's the right. cold. Amen. Amen. What else we got going for, for November 24? Yep. So we just had our endorsing convention, right? So this is where all the committee folks from around the county get together and we endorse our slate of candidates uh, for the upcoming election. Um, we had a great turnout, a lot of energy in the room. We had over 200 people. It was uh, last last week, um, a week ago. And, you know, basically the way we've put it out, you know, starting at the top of the ticket, we've now got Greg Sadwick. Um, Greg is going to run for U.S. Congress against Joe Morelli. Um, Greg is was born and raised in Monroe County, most of the time in Greece. Now it's on the east side over here in Benfield. Um, he's, you know, former lieutenant in the United States Navy. Nice. And most importantly, he's a small business owner, right? Nice. He's created two small businesses here in the county, employs over 100, really has figured out how to create jobs. All yeah. these politicians always love to say that they're creating jobs. They don't create a single job. No, we got politicians pushing a $50 minimum wage now. She goes, oh, just do the math. She said, "No, we've yeah. never done the math, lady. Stop it. That's Knock right. it off. Might as well make it five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. What the hell? <laughs> uh, you know, following that up, countywide, we've got a big race for county clerk this year. Oh yeah, Peter Vasquez. We t- yes, my friend and Peter. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. On Peter's- Good News Talk every day now at uh, at uh, noon on Good News or 
know, on uh, WISL. That's right. Uh, uh, on noon every day with the Next Steps program. He's doing a great job there. He is. And, and he's, a great, he's a great speaker for all of us. But really, most importantly, he's dedicated his life to service. Amen. Right? Yes, Whether he Whether it has. was as a sergeant in the Army or all, everything he's done. I always remind uh, the studio down there that I introduced Peter to the station when he was running for assembly is like his sixth time. <laughs> I brought him on, on Good News, one of my first guests on Good News Talk. Um, him and P- Jose Pio I introduced to mm-hmm. WISL. Mm-hmm. So i got to start getting some finder's fees down there, Pat. <laughs> right. We're, so we're real happy about that. Um, we've got Jim Van Brederode, who's running for New York State Senate against Jeremy Cooney. He is! He is. Hallelujah! Yes. Because yes. when we talked last week, we didn't have a candidate. That's right. Well, the, the committee to draft Jim Van Brederode has been successful, um, and he has agreed to run again. And he's Now I'm excited. Hit the ground I mean, right. not that I wasn't excited with Kimberly, because mm-hmm. I was. <laughs> yes. Because you notice that when I came in, I was excited. Yes. But that's awesome. Right. That's awesome. It really is. Because uh, I was, I was going to say, so so. had we got anyone for state senate yet, Because, or else all we're going to hear about is legal pot and, uh, and good, well-trained du- doulas. That's right. And uh, we're still in a couple of different conversations for the race against Sam or Brock. Okay, good. Um, I hope to announce something very soon good, there, good. but, yep. Yeah, I was, I was working on a couple guys for you, I but you uh, 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 I'm glad that those talks are still coming. And is no, there a are. deadline for that? So, that? so ideally we would know before February 26th, because this year for the first time there is a public financing option um, where New York State is actually going to give public money to candidates. Um, as a taxpayer, I'm actually appalled at this program. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah, that's just well, more room for abuse, more, more room for corruption on the left. But anyway, um, but you know, we want to be in the program. It's very similar yeah. to early voting and absentee. You know, well, we listen, the rules. We got to take advantage. of We can't the, stand. You know, we've Republicans love to stand on principle, but not if you're going to get beat every time. That's right. right. And I'm gonna. I'm right. gonna. We got to be shrewd as serpents and gentle as lambs. But don't forget, we got to be shrewd as shrewd as they are, right. or shrewder. That's right. And just because it's reminding me. This Tuesday, we had two devastating losses in elections, right? So the old Santos sees uh, yeah, Mazi yeah, was defeated. We also lost right. the Pennsylvania State House, um, mm-hmm. both of which we were counting on heavy election day turnout because that's when the Republicans And Santos out. was self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Self-inflicted loss. Right, but Mazi was a fantastic candidate. We were neck and neck. And what happens? A snowstorm yeah. on election day. Right. And all there of a sudden, we lose two races we should have run right. won because the Democrats came out and early voted. The Republicans waited till election day, and we lost over half that day because you just couldn't travel in either New York City or Pennsylvania. And we've got to, got to, got vote to. Vote as early as you're available to vote. Yes. Because they it make has, it a go vote It has to be early. a level playing field. Yeah. It has to be. We can't let the Democrats have 11 days to vote and us only one. We just can't do it. We got to stop. We got to play the rules that are current. You know, I said I don't know if I said this to you last time. Having all if 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 we're playing football, yep, and uh, you've got the right team and the left team on the field, and every time before the snap, the left team jumps off sides and tackles the quarterback. Yep, every single time, and the refs don't call it. Right, they don't call it. And then the right gets up on defense, and they wait for the snap. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win that game? I don't know. You know. Oh, we're going to have the high ground, right. but we're going to lose every game. Yep. 
because the rules have changed. Right. There's not been an announcement. Mm-hmm. The rules have changed, and we have to play by the rules that the other team's playing. That's by. right. And I'm tired of losing, and I know a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to put a big push on that this year. And if you look at Florida, we win elections in Florida. Why? Because Republicans really vote in Florida. They, they're fine with it. And the other thing we got to get better at is ground game. Mm-hmm. we got to get better at ground game. I mean, yes. the Democrats have the unions. They have all these different apparatus. They have the school districts. They have all these 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 uh, these uh, uh, built-in advocate uh, institutions, all the, the non-for-profits. <laughs> <laughs> they have this automatic ground game. Yes. And uh, we don't have as well as we don't have any of those that are just set up for us to go to. Okay. Get a hundred, get ten buses of people and come out and support that's this. Right. So, you know, the one the one thing I talk about is that's where the church mm-hmm. could play an important role. Amen. And offset some of that stuff. We could put, take the place of the unions and the and the and the and the the school districts for the conservative side. Yes. If we could get the churches operating in ground game for us. That's right. Um, and, and unfortunately, too much of the church thinks they're not supposed to be involved in politics. And I think the other thing we have to consider is the ground game. You know, uh, Republicans got to develop a better ground game. We know that the left has the unions; they have the all the institutions, all the hospital workers, all the DPW workers. They have they have the city hall machine. They have the county machine. They have uh, all these different constituencies. They can go out and they can say, "Okay, we need ten buses here. We need ten buses there. We need these petitions signed," and it just all goes. But we've got to get better ground games going. And I think the church could be a part of that if we could get the church from from thinking they're not supposed to be involved in politics. But that's a that's a rant that I get on often, and it's uh, I won't spend a lot of time on it. But the church needs to be involved. In these in these elections, or we're never going to have righteous candidates again. Right, and and we're doing a deliberate outreach into the faith faith based community um, to the churches directly, but other faith based organizations. Uh, Allison Barkowski is leading that up for us. Um, you should probably have a chat with her sometime about some of the effort she's doing. Sure, um, she has the experience from running Christine Demo Vasquez's campaign. Oh, last she did year. a great job. She great did. job. Yes. She's sitting in that judge's seat. I'm still. If you're not sure, that. she did a great job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Amen. we're going to make a real effort there, and it's on us to do so. So. Um, because I think reach that hand. I think the uh, you know I've had I've had Marcus Williams on the show last week. I had Septimus Scott on the week before, and I'm having Lavelle Lewis on mm-hmm. next couple of weeks. They're all forming black re- Republican committees to 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 go and 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 be represented in the African American community in the city because they all sense. That there's a real change happening in there. That the the, the African American community, the inner city folks, are feeling disenfranchised. They're feeling it. They're not going to vote like their mama did or their daddy did for 30 years. There 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 really is an opportunity to vote for change yeah. in the in the city. And the reality is, they know that they agree with us on the issues. Yeah. They know, yeah. but what. What they don't have is the trust because because the there's Republican relationship. Party, it's a relationship, exactly there's, right. And nobody's, the Republican Party has not been present in the city. We haven't. That's shame on us. That is now changing. Better and a devil that you know than right. voting and for somebody. I don't have any relationship. And others are yeah. doing great work to make sure that we're there. We're present. Right. We're having conversations. We understand each other, and that we can be trusted. As Once we build that trust, 
as they add the relationship to those already their conservative values you know the church is strong in the black city mm-hmm. in the in the in the black community and and they're they're they they're social conservatives and they're fed up you know they're fed up with the crime yep. they're fed up with what's happening in the schools and uh, they're fed up with the economy and most recently the newest hot button is really immigration they're mm-hmm. really uh, uh, white hot What's going on with immigration when we're seeing Hochul taking millions of dollars out of the Rochester City School District and every inner city district across the state to fund her $1.6 billion bill for illegal immigrants in this state? Right. Who's helping the Americans? Who's helping the Americans that are struggling? Who's helping the homeless? Who is going out and helping those with mental health crisis? Who's helping those with substance abuse problems? Nobody. They're turning a blind eye to that, sticking their head in the sand. But instead, these illegal border crossers, they get the debit cards with $1,000 a month, right, by breaking our laws. And surprise, surprise, these people who broke the laws to come to America are breaking the law while they're in America. Like, this was totally predictable. And they're getting paid for by the leadership in the the governor's mansion and uh, in the city councils all across the state. That's exactly right. It's crazy. It is. It's insane. Because I remember Adam Bello said a couple weeks ago, this wasn't going to cost us anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's and our share of that $1.6 billion, Adam? Yeah, and, you know, there was a time when all of the state legislators from upstate New York would work together to make sure that upstate New York was taken care of in the budget. Those days are gone. Now we've got this one-party rule in Albany. And the Democrats are just taking care of the Democrats, and they're being led by the far-left progressives and in New York City. And unless we start voting different up here, no one is going to be looking out for Western New York, and it's time we did. And this proves my hypothesis and my, my, my uh, position on this. I don't want one-party rule by either side, because there's, when there's one-party rule, there's no opposing view. When there's no opposing view, you never get good policy. Even on the right side, you're going to get policy that doesn't make any sense for at least half the constituency, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we have to govern for everybody. That's right. We have to govern for, and there has to be checks and balances, and we need to elect those checks and balances this time around. We do. Because when we lost the county seat, you know, that's the reason Monroe County was the most prosperous county across the state for decades, because we, had, we were the last conservative base in this state. And uh, 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 we've got to get it back. We've got to get some checks and balances back in our political system so that there can be an opposing view when these policies come down from Albany, from New York City. They're rarely going to uh, uh, have anything to do with our needs up here already. So the fact that we're going to just adopt everything that comes out of city without a check and a balance, without a question, without an opposing view, is what we got now. Right, and we have the opportunity to do it this year. Right. right. We can change the state assembly. We can change the state senate. We can break the supermajorities that the Democrats have. And it's before us. We can send someone new to Washington, D.C. The, the Republican majority in, in, in Congress is so thin right now. Yeah. Right. If we send just one person, right, we, we get right. send Morelli home or on vacation yep. or wherever he wants to go, and we send someone new, that changes. That helps us fix this whole nation. Amen. Amen. And, you know, not only do we have uh, crime as the hot issue as economy and, and, and education as immigration, but there's a fresh scandal to talk about in the city with this uh, uh, ARPA funding yes. and the CDC 
You know, we're starting to hear stories about expensive vehicles, and uh, I heard that there was a couple Jeep Wagoneers used to move some clients around. You know, I remember when we used to use Ford used Ford uh, uh, minivans to do that, but now we got to have Jeep Wagoneers, and it seems like there's a, just the, the, the money valve has flowed wide open over there. It's what's coming out. Yeah, and it's these ARPA funds, right, all this COVID money. Yeah. You know, these slush funds that were around, and it's right. millions of dollars that we're talking about. Yeah. This is our taxpayer money. Let's not forget that, right? Everyone wants to sort of think of it like it came from the federal government. No, it came from our taxes. <laughs> and I think there's two parts of the problem. Well, federal money is our taxes, too. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And, you know, there's two things that need to be looked at here, and we need a widespread independent investigation. You know, the first question is, who are these folks that got received these funds? They were supposed to redistribute it to other not for profits, um, not for profits right. in the area. But who were they, and what did they do with this money? You know, there's stories with regards to them buying real estate yep. from people who happen to be on the board of yep. the same organization. Right. You know, the two vehicles for the executive director and his assistant to drive around in. Right. So, a one hundred and twenty thousand dollar pickup truck. That's right. And we have to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. And, you know, that's, you know, law enforcement hopefully will start these investigations yeah. and we'll find that out. But there's a second question here. And this is, is why Youth for Christ takes only private family company and family foundations, folks. So support where you know it's uh, uh, where, where you can give with confidence. Amen. So the, but the second issue is. You know, what was the vetting process that went through? You know, this corporation was hastily formed in order to receive this money, right? Didn't have a history, wasn't around, you know, at some point maybe had some experience as a printer. You know, what was the vetting process? What was the process from the Bellow administration in determining this who is who had received the grant? And that's a second path that I'm looking at the county legislature really to look into. Um, and, you know, hopefully we need to get to the bottom of it. We will get to the bottom of this very quickly because every day a new story comes out about what happened with these millions of dollars, and it, it's worse and worse every every tidbit I hear. 1.1 million is missing, folks. That's right. You know, and, uh, and, and if we're just going to listen to, uh, well, you know, we found it, we corrected it, we're going, it can't, can't happen. No. Can't happen. No. Can't happen. All right, we're going to go to our first Bible quote of the week, and uh, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into the ed education issues and more. We can hear more from Kimberly DeRosa, including uh, her her uh, her voice on school choice, on charter schools, on homeschooling, and much more. So don't go away. Our first Bible quote of the week is Ecclesiastes ten two, and during the political season, this is going to be our our go to. The heart of the wise inclines to the right, but the heart of the fool. To the left. What's more to say on the matter? That's the word of God right there. Enough said. Um, that's brought to you by YPC Media. It's an online marketing agency that implements powerful digital tools to help your business grow by helping you be found when people are searching. Go to ypcmedia.com and for video service, Stephen James Media. We'll be right back. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night 
And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. I've been a mechanic for years. Before there was a computer in every car, and before you needed to make sure your customers could find you online. It's not an easy thing tending to your core business while worrying about your internet presence or a dozen other things you're not so sure about. But you do what you can do. I got a great mechanic, Ferg, but he's not building me a website. Then I got lucky. Somebody told me about YPC Media. I finally found everything I needed. The team at YPC Media understood my strengths, anticipated my needs, and they were there for me at every turn. YPC Media lets me do what I do best, keeping your car in tip-top shape while they keep up my online presence. Now I can focus on the car engines, and they can focus on the search engines. As the Word tells us that all things are to be done decently and in order, we all have a desire to be more organized. Get Organized has been helping their clients effectively organize their living spaces with custom closets, pantries, garage storage systems, and more for over 30 years. Get Organized can be reached online at www.closetsrochester.com or by phone at 585-223-3646. Get Organized with Closets Rochester. Rochester.com today. Good news talk on the WYSL stations. And we're back. This is Mike Hennessy with Good News Talk. Uh, we're having a lively conversation with Pat Riley about what's our, our prospects for November 24 with a new uh, uh, slate of candidates, and uh, we're excited about that. Of all the things we can get excited about, I don't know. That way, did you break that here? Have you told anybody else that Jim Van Vredderode is running for Senate? Is that breaking right here on Good News Talk? I'm probably ahead of the announcement, but that's all right. We broke it on your show. Yahoo. 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 You heard it here first, folks. Come here for all your first fast-breaking news here on right. uh, Good News Talk. So that's awesome. Uh, and we're still in talks with someone to run uh, for the east side. That's right. Senate seat. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll have someone there for sure. Um, we're good. just finalizing who that is. Good, good. Call me. I so will. I can, I can scoop that too. First call. Oh boy. And uh, we're back. So we're here with Kimberly DeRosa. She's a mom of two. She worked in the HR field and wasn't planning on a political career until recently. <laughs> so Kimberly... Give us a 90-second bio. Why are you sitting here talking about running for New York State Assembly today? Well, like most New Yorkers, especially in our area, I am fed up with the nonsense coming out of Albany. Um, Really because our children and their children deserve better. And I'm running for New York State Assembly's 135th District really to bring common sense, and like you were discussing before, to bring that sense of balance back because we're all suffering as a community from the one-party rule in Albany. And the more I look into it, the more dangerous stuff I see in some of the bills that they have going on. Dangerous Um, is a great word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They are. They literally are dangerous. Yeah, Yeah. especially for our kids and our families. Um, So I'm running to... Stop the Marxist agenda that's poisoning our children at school. Fight for law and order to be restored for the safety of all New Yorkers and improvements for our mental health care systems. I'm also really passionate about preserving women's 
and girls' spaces Amen. and sports. That's Amen. a really big issue for me, too. Amen. Let's talk about, uh, you gave me a list of four items, and the first one, preserving parents' rights on medical and education decisions for their kids. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Do we expect to see shot and mask mandates coming back this fall? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> There's, you can Hopefully see inklings of it. You can see but... it. You can see the mask thing kind of popping up around it a little bit. And, uh, you know, you hear about uh, uh, different viruses that are out there and, you know, some that might even be more uh, uh, dangerous than the first one, which ended up to be, you know, mostly sniffles unless you were 65 and had pre-existing conditions. Um, so I guess what do we do if the if and when the mask and the and the and the shot and the and the and the shutdowns come back to New York? What do we do? We fight. Yes. Yeah, I just we do not comply. We do, do not. not um, and I don't think people will fall for it again. Fall for it, however you want to take that. But you know. There was a lot we didn't know. I think we learned a lot through this process and, you know, not necessarily in a good way, right? We made so many mistakes, mm -hmm. so many decisions. And I'm not one that, you know, wants to go out and necessarily uh, figure out who exactly was wrong and, and all of that. You know, I want to move on. But at the same time, there is absolutely no way that we are going to make those same mistakes again. We are not shutting down our businesses. We are not doing this to our children again. Amen. Where we took them out of school, right, and, you know, almost a generational harm we did, uh, putting them behind. Especially... Yeah, they're still behind. That's right. And it's worse in the city. Mm -hmm. And it's worse in the city. These kids, you know, have lost three years of of, uh, and they've they've never gotten back to where they were. It's a, uh, it's really a, it is really part of it's a crime. Yeah, what, what we did to our economy, um, I just all the way around. And you know, in New York, you know, all the people that left the state and went to states that weren't doing yeah. the draconian measures, yeah. right? Which is going to all taxpayers. Yes. Yes, and it's there wasn't going, anybody it's getting government funding that come. left. Folks. It's going to affect us for decades to come, and yeah. we need to rebuild from it. Certainly not repeat those mistakes. It also talks about number two is protect women and girls' spaces and promote fairness in girls' sports, and that's fighting this gender ideology, including keeping biological boys out of women's sports and out of their bath and locker rooms. Amen. Yes, I can't believe we're have to still have to have this discussion. Well, and we're seeing this in the schools in the suburbs. I mean, last at the end of last year, there was a, a young girl in middle school at the Webster School Board meeting who was expressing her discomfort in having a boy in their locker room. And the schools don't know what to do because they're getting mixed signals from Albany. And there actually is, there is a bill going through that explicitly states that the districts have to allow um, transgender students into sex segregated. Sit down, little girl. Too bad. Mm -hmm. Endure it. That's right. It, and I don't think anyone really wants this, right? I, when If you walk around and talk to people going door to door, et cetera, just your neighbors, you know, this isn't what they want. It's just sort of this virtue signaling from the progressive progressive left, and people are afraid to speak out against it. Yeah. Yes. And that's really where we have to give them voice, give them agency yeah. to say what what they really believe. And, and we need to do it. It's, it's again, when... Listen, if we can't find some courage around that, parents, mm -hmm. 
You need to find some courage. And it's going to be on the back of the ballot this year. We're going to get to vote for it. And, you know, people need to understand what those words mean. It's very craftily worded. Oh, yeah. And we need, people need to understand what those words mean and what they mean to you as a parent. Do we know what that's going to say? Do we know that that's a a no vote, right? Do we know it's a no vote? It is a no vote. Yeah. You got to vote no on that stuff. That's right. You got to vote no. We absolutely do. And you have to go to school boards and vocal, that's right. vocally vote no. That's right. Because they're squirming. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care. You know, I don't care what they say or do. Again, they're they're afraid of losing funding. They're afraid of afraid of getting canceled. They're afraid of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But they need to be more afraid of us. Mm-hmm. Amen? But, amen. They need to be more afraid of us. It's time to, you know, put on your helmet of salvation and your breastplate of righteousness and your belt of truth and your sword of the spirit and your shield of faith and go be bold and courageous, young man and young lady. This is time. Because we can't let this happen to our kids anymore. And, you know, once we do that, you'll see a lot of these things. Because they're all, they're all pointed the same. Let's go in, conquer, and divide, intimidate, you know, and, and, and uh, intimidate and manipulate people. Mm-hmm. And we gotta, we got to just find our courage and step up and stand up to this stuff. Common sense laws to support law enforcement. What are you seeing? You know, I think... We talked about it earlier in the year that, uh, you know, 2022 probably went the way it did because a lot of the crime, the number one uh, ballot issue on the, on, the, on the docket was crime. Mm-hmm. But we still didn't get the elections that we needed. And, and you told me that it, it, it didn't really impact the suburbs yet. It had. And, and now it has. It, it certainly has. And... <laughs> You know, we need to start having empathy for the folks in the city who are feeling it. Amen. Right? And even if you live in, you know, Penfield or Pittsford or Parrington, you know, you need to pay attention to yeah. the negative impacts of these these failed policies and, and who it's hurting. And, you know, we had whatever it was a couple of years ago, 86 homicides, and that number's dropped. Um, I don't know. It doesn't drop from that high in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, I've talked about this. You know, they, they'll tell you that the bail reform is working because because crime is down. But if it's up 150 percent one year, and it's down 20 percent to 130 percent, you can talk about that crime is down, but it's still way it's above still where up it should. 130 percent, right? Yeah. And and we've really got to have empathy for the people, for the victims, right? It, it's all about the. The criminals' rights, but the, you know, some somewhere, someone needs to stand up for the victims of these crimes, and it's it's people, of course, um, but it's also our businesses. Yeah. We're losing, right? We're losing stores in yeah. the city, pharmacies, right? pharmacies, and, and, stores, and yeah. buying food. We're creating these food deserts that the the Democrats want to want to talk about, and now the city is going to try and pay people to open up a. Uh, farmer stand or, or whatnot, but the reality is How's that that's not going to replace the drugstore that Grandma used to go it to. It isn't, and, and everybody and says when the drugstore closes, they cry racism, but they just can't afford to stay there anymore. Right. They can't afford the shoplifting. That's right, and you know it's this revolving door retail theft. You don't, you just get an appearance ticket, and you know it's just too expensive to operate these businesses. But it's not the business that suffers. 
it is the, the people, people in those communities that yeah. suffer. Yeah. And, and and the sheriff, uh, to his to his credit, has been really pushing hard with this consortium, mm-hmm. uh, with business leaders and religious leaders and and shareholders and stakeholders throughout the community, hundreds hundreds mm-hmm. of people, just to say, governor. <laughs> Or Senator Cooney, or Senator uh, 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 Van Brederode. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I won't have to tell him. That's going to be his lead case. Senator Baruch. Mm-hmm. We need a dangerousness standard. We do. Judges we do. need to be able to look at a felon that's been a repeat felon in front of him at a bench, repeat with violent offenses, to hold him. That's right. That's what That's we, right. we think you're a dan. We think we may you may be dangerous to the community. We're going to hold you until your court date, and that's what all he's asking for. And we can't get Senator Cooney or Brooke or any of these buddy to just to actually answer it. That's they right. just say, "Well, we think it's we don't think it's necessary." Right, and and. You know, of course, in that circumstance, and everyone understands that circumstance, we shouldn't be letting dangerous people out, even though we are. We know we shouldn't be. But it's also, when you talk to law enforcement, when you talk to the judges, they've lost an opportunity to intervene in people who are just headed down the wrong path, right? And just to get them additional services that they need through the state. they for addiction. And that's right. Most of addiction. them are on drug binges. That's right. If I can get you stopped for a week, mm-hmm. I may be able to get you into that's a program. That's right, and get you into a program. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you're just issuing an appearance ticket and the judge is just yeah. nothing they can do, we've taken away that ability to intervene and really have an opportunity to change someone's life, which at the end of the day is what we need to do, change the trajectory of people who are just headed down the wrong path. Yeah, that's, that's the compassion that's what, that's what That's what the prison system is supposed to do, remediate these things and stop the recidivism. That's right. But uh, uh, what we got going is this suicide. Mm-hmm. And speaking of suicide, that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, where are you going with the idea that improve mental health care system? Does it, I mean, I know, I know that the suicide rates in the suburbs are off the hook with, with uh, uh, not, just, not just with fentanyl, which it is, uh, but with, you know, all this, this the, the, the collapsing economies we've had, not only, not only now, but 2008 and COVID and uh, 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 the drug, the drug uh, epidemic and education uh, in chaos. Kids are messed up. They're suffering. They really are suffering. You know? And they're just getting more and more confused in all of this nonsense coming out of Albany um, related to the education is making things worse. I think we don't, yeah. we've don't. we hardly seen the effect of that yeah. so far, but it, it will be worse. I mean, girls don't feel safe at school. Right. Um, that's going to lead to mental health yeah. um, issues. And... Um, the, the mental health care system is, is something that I think everybody wants to fix, but they don't understand. The Democrats sometimes want to just throw money at it. Right. But like we were just discussing with the crime, that's an opportunity to give someone you know, resources to right. get better, to get into a program that can help them make their life better mm-hmm. and connect with the, the, the people that they need to help them along the way. So there's a lot that we can do with the mental health care system here. You know, I just, I just, uh, uh, I met with the mayor. I, I serve on his uh, religious leader, religious leaders uh, uh, roundtable, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people take shots, but I, I, I'd rather have a seat at the table than throwing grenades from the, from the back row. And uh, the one thing he wanted to talk about first was the opioid uh, uh, epidemic, and it's off the hook. You know, mm -hmm. the fentanyl's coming in. You know, they don't really want to address the root. They don't want to address the border, which is if you shut down the border, you shut down the supply. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, however, you know, what's going on now is, is uh, well, we had, the, we had the one example of the, the girl from Pittsburgh. They had the Super Bowl ad. Girl, beautiful girl, wonderful mm -hmm. girl, you know. Uh, honor roll the whole her whole life off to Where off to college, right? you know. Yeah. Thinks she's getting a little Percocet or something uh, uh, normally innocuous, and she's dead. Right. Dead. That's happening all over all over the city, all over the county, all mm -hmm. over the country. Mm -hmm. um, but I said, uh, 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 you know, I worked with Open Door Mission for eight years. You know, our our drug and alcohol addiction recovery program has a seventy percent long long term uh, uh, effective rate. So does Adult and Teen Challenge has a has a seventy percent long term uh, recovery rate. And what's the difference between those two terms? One one I will say is residency. You know, getting people out of you, you have two weeks of, of outpatient uh, recovery and send them back to his drug infested apartment yeah. complex. I mean, that's never going to work. Uh, but so you have a residential program, but the difference is faith. Mm -hmm. When you're that addicted to anything, whether it's alcohol or cigarettes or uh, uh, maybe not cigarettes, maybe that's uh, I just know it's easier to quit if you have faith. Uh, but when you're that addicted with fentanyl or something mm -hmm. or, or opioids, something, the, the <clears throat> it's almost impossible to get out on your own. Mm -hmm. You have to have an element, something about bigger than yourself. Yes. Needs to you have to depend on something bigger and more powerful than you to lean on, and uh, most people fail in that <laughs> mm -hmm. in that category. So I suggested to them, you know, we have all these, we have we have these two programs here that have a seventy percent long term recovery rate, and we have dozens of other secular uh, programs that have a two percent or five percent long-term recovery rate what if we were to open a bunch of pastors sitting in the in the table what if what if we were to talk to those agencies and had let them allow a pastor or some clergy people into their recovery programs to talk to some people about faith what maybe we can do some good and yeah. he loved the idea yeah. he really did he had his assistant wrote it, write it down and that's it was brought great. up a couple other times and that's a perfect example of better to have a seat at the table, even though I disagree a lot. No, that's right. Uh, than to be lobbing grenades from the back. Yeah, and and to involve the the medical um, institutions as well, the healthcare institutions, right? I think it was John Hopkins that's figured out that when they did just their secular, their their scientific based um, efforts in this area to um, to work on substance abuse. They weren't as effective as if when they partnered with the faith-based organizations, yeah. and yeah. vice versa. You're right. Yeah, faith-based organizations I remember were not that as study. effective as when they worked with the, the medical-based um, institutions. And it was only when we brought those two together, right, that we really started to see some real dramatic improvements yeah. in in those success rates. And it lowers the cost for the healthcare institutions. Sure. Yeah, because right? people it's, come and in they're all volunteers. losing money anyway, right? They've got to figure out how to drive down these costs. And, and, and he asked me, solve said, these problems rather than continuing to treat them, yeah. we're better off. Well, yeah, and I can... For everybody. Most of the not-for-profits are set up to keep that bed filled. That's why nobody ever gets better. Right. They want to. They want to. They want to make sure that they have the beds filled well, so that they get that grant we, money every, that, every but year. That's, but right. that's the grant criteria, right? I point right back at 
the government institutions right. and the grant criteria they right. set, right? Because if you bring someone to self-sufficiency, if you bring someone, you know, to be able you to go out on funding. their own, you it hold against you in the next grant. Yes, and it is. Got to fix that. Yes, it is. It's the revolving door in the mental health. Mm-hmm. Is same as the criminal open revolving door. That's yeah. right. Amen. Add faith. You want it to, it works every time it's tried. It's right. Amen. 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 So, you know, and we talked about how we think there's a great opportunity to capture African-American votes this time, this time mm-hmm. around with the right people and building relationships. That's right. How are we, uh, 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 we going to do the same thing with suburban women? Uh, Kimberly, you know, uh, uh, what's the strategy? How do we talk to suburban women? Where are they politically? Where are their, where are their heads? I mean, I can't. I can't think like a suburban woman. I can go home and ask my wife. But how? What's the? What's the? What do we say to suburban women uh, to get them to think about voting differently? I think what it comes down to with suburban women is family. Yeah. Amen. Because uh, the government is trying to take over for the family in yes, many they ways. Are. You can see this through the policy policies that they're pushing. And so, um, you know, moms know (laughs) what's best for their kids better than any government official. And so uh, they want the freedom to make choices for their children to support. They want, you know, assistance from the government in the ways that will help their family. For instance, if with a child who suffers from mental illness or um, drug addiction, that's when good programs can help from the government standpoint, but really when it comes to making decisions for education or medical care for their children or making sure their children are safe at school or their grandchildren, you know, or suburban women and just mothers in general, we're always looking out for our children. Amen. And, and the idea that the school can make a decision for your daughter to start taking hormone blockers. But not aspirin. No, <laughs> God forbid. Oh no! Now it's going to be everything without any parental consent. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really crazy because what they're it's really coming down. They're sterilizing these kids. Just with the blockers, you know. When you interrupt the puberty uh, uh, um, metabolism, you know, you're going to do some damage no matter what. And uh, to think that moms would, I mean, is it simply peer pressure? Of, of 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 the moms group and uh, and going to the games and get, and they're afraid to they're afraid to say no. I mean, is 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 it mostly psychological for the moms? Do you think I they're think, afraid of getting canceled? Yeah, well, I think women in general we tend to want to be seen as more empathetic, mm-hmm. and we tend to put ourselves in other people's shoes. And, and even if we can't really relate to something, we want to be that caring yep. person and we want to be seen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a point when caring goes too far. The yeah. compassion goes too far when you're just enabling abusive behavior. Amen. Amen. That's the message. Mm-hmm. That's the message right there. Because I think, I think that uh, uh, suburban women are uh, uh, mostly when they're, when it comes to their kids, uh, and I see all these all these moms at the at the at the uh, drag queen reading hour, and bringing their kids. It's, there's there's got to be something going on there that they're afraid of because it can't it just can't can't sit in your spirit <laughs> and resonate as a good thing. 
Right. And I think, you know, from a party, when I think about this, I think it's, we need to just start talking about getting back to basics. Yes. Right. We need to te be teaching arithmetic and science mm -hmm. and reading and history right. and civics right. and civics. Um, and really the opportunity cost of spending all this time on these politically motivated topics during the day in school. Yeah. If we would just get back to why they're there. Yeah, we're falling behind. We are. We're falling behind the rest of the world with all this stuff. And if we talk about that and bring that back, and, and programs for students that excel. Now, somehow yes. it became bad to, to allow students to excel. We want more students to excel, yes. not remove um, programs that allow them to. And if we talk about that, I think people will understand where we're coming from. All right. We went long. We're going to go to our second Bible quote of the week, and we come back, we'll talk about what you need people to do. Okay? And the uh, third Bible quote of the week is uh, bringing back a standard for our political season. It's Proverbs 29 and 2. When the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wicked rule, the people groan. The groaning is getting louder out there, folks. I pray we're sick and tired enough of being sick and tired to actually start changing some voting patterns out there. Amen? Amen. And that's brought to, you, brought to you by your Rochester Youth for Christ. We're having our first ever Pickle Fest. Pickleball is the hottest sport in Rochester, and here's your chance to try it out while supporting a great cause. April 15th, that's tax day. You've paid the taxes. Come out and have some fun at a pickleball. <laughs> 12P to 6P at the Dome Arena Pickleball Center, the hottest new state-of-the-art uh, pickleball center. An afternoon of pickleball followed by a full dinner. Beginners and experts are welcome. Go to our YFC Facebook page to learn more. We'll be right back. There's a lesson to be learned from this, and I learned it very well. And I think it's going to be all right. Yeah, the worst is over now. The morning sun is shining. Youth for Christ Rochester needs to grow. Our kids are telling us they don't feel safe in their neighborhoods or rec centers, and they're asking us to be open more. And thanks to your support, we will. We're adding a weeknight and Saturday mornings to our basketball program. We're adding a second Arts Academy Friday night. And we're adding a second P31 girls class on Saturdays. But we need your help. $25 per month funds a kid for a year. Give your best gift to yfcrochester.org slash donate. I've been a mechanic for years. Before there was a computer in every car, and before you needed to make sure your customers could find you online. It's not an easy thing tending to your core business while worrying about your internet presence or a dozen other things you're not so sure about. But you do what you can do. I got a great mechanic, Ferg, but he's not building me a website. And then I got lucky. Somebody told me about YPC Media. And I finally found everything I needed. The team at YPC Media understood my strengths, anticipated my needs, and they were there for me at every turn. YPC Media lets me do what I do best, keeping your car in tip-top shape while they keep up my online presence. Now I can focus on the car engines, and they can focus on the search engines. Good News Talk on the WYSL stations. 
And we're back. You're back with Good News Talk. This is Mike Hennessy, and we just had a uh, lively discussion with Pat Riley, the chairman of the Monroe Republican Party, and Kimberly DeRosa, the candidate for New York State Assembly 135. And guys, what do we need people to do? It's it's February. We got we got plenty of time, but what, what needs to happen now? Right. So the next thing, we need help getting signatures on petitions. There's going to be people knocking on your door. Please sign. If you've got some time and uh, want to get some extra steps in, we'd love to have your help on that. I need people to join committees. And this year with the public financing, we're going to need a large quantity of small dollar donations, mm. right? 25 to $250 into all of our state assembly and Senate races. This really is going... and going to be a big impact this year for us as as challengers. Yeah. So we're going to be looking for a large quantity of people to give smaller amounts rather than going after, you know, the the big dollar, the you know, the fat cats, right? And this is another so, thing the Democrats are going to focus on and do very well with. They are. We have to get good at it as right. Republicans. Right. We have to be as shrewd and as good as or better than they are at this stuff. Amen. 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 And you got to go. I do. You got to run. So thanks for coming. Always great to see you. Always my pleasure. Thank you. Good, good job you. getting those candidates. Mm-hmm. Jim Van and I'm coming for you next. <laughs> And uh, and Kimberly, you know what do you what, what's your campaign need? What do you and you know listen, don't be afraid to ask for money because <laughs> this stuff costs money. Your opponent's going to have money. She's got incumbency. She's going to have mailers coming through the roof. She's got probably got some Soros money coming in. All these candidates get twenty five fifty thousand dollars from George Soros because he's trying to overturn our nation. So so don't be afraid to write a check to uh, out the where do, where and where do they send it and what do you need do you have a website up yet I know it's early in the I do process. not have a website up just yet I am on Instagram kimberly.derosa.nys for New York state um, you can I'm heavily involved with the Monroe County Federated Republican Women. Great program. Yes. Phyllis DeWurst, I love her. <laughs> yes, yeah. I Emily, love her Samantha, too. all those oh, yeah. ladies. Yeah. We've got an incredible group of women. And so I would just speak to women who want to be involved yeah. at any capacity, whether it's knocking on doors or just helping with fundraising. Join the Monroe County Federated Republican Women. You can find us at MCFRW on all the social medias. And, and it's um, not just politics, folks. They're out doing service in the community. They come with yes. anything I have where I need volunteers. That, I call that. Phyllis or Emily, and they send me yeah. send me ladies down to help me do whatever I got to do. So you can really get engaged in the community while you're getting in, uh, getting engaged in the political in the mm-hmm. realm. While you're going to go out and help some people. Yeah, it's a great group. But I I would encourage you to send. Send Kimberly, uh, send her $25, send her $50. She's going to be up against uh, a war chest. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, uh, and we, need, we need these suburban women to come back and give them that relationship that we were talking about that they feel like they can connect with somebody. Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, I want to remind you all, uh, again, it was in our announcement, our, our, pickle, our first uh, pickleball uh, fast, our fundraiser is on April 15th. Uh, the Dome Arena has just been remodeled, and they were trying to figure out to do what with the Dome Arena for years and years, and what they ended up doing is they made it a pickleball center. And it's they've got 12 courts, and we're going to have pickleball all day uh, April 15th. It's tax day. It's a Monday. We're treating it just like a golf tournament. People are used to taking Monday off and going and playing golf. Well, now you can take Monday <laughs> off and go in the afternoon, just the afternoon, and go play pickleball and learn to play pickleball. And uh, it's April 5th. It's 12 to 6. We are looking for some sponsors. We have some uh, 
major sponsorships and we have program book we want to fill. So uh, right now we don't have anything on our website yet, I don't think. But if you can go to our, our Facebook page, I'm going to post a flyer there uh, later in the day today. It's uh, Go to YFC Facebook page and learn about our first Pickle Fest. And uh, you can get involved in, uh, in that. And that's, uh, that's all. That's our third segment. Uh, uh, we're going to go to our third Bible quote of the week. And it's Proverbs 10 and 25. When the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. We're in the storm now, folks, but God is in the boat. When we elect righteous leaders, the storms will cease. And that's brought to you by our friend Sam Ambergia at Get Organized. He's been helping our or, he's been helping folks organize their living spaces with custom closets, pantries, and garage storage systems for over 30 years. Go to closetsrochester.com. That's it. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Godspeed to you. We're rooting for you. Appreciate folks, you can get it. the podcast on uh, at Amazon. It's a pod, the Podbean app or Amazon, Apple, Spotify, or iHeart. You can go to WISL1040.com and get it. Uh, we do have room for one sponsor. I'd love for you to email me at mhennessy1017 if you'd like to be a sponsor on this show. Thank you, YPC and Stephen James Media. Get organized closets and storage. Rochester Youth for Christ, and your name goes here. And as always, folks, see you next week. And as always, go out there and give them heaven. He is a father's son, and Mary is his mother. Yes, he is.
a father's son and Mary is his mother. If you excuse my slang way, they'll come pound country kind of guy. Ain't no way to get around. 